Hi, I'm Vish Gopalakrishnan, and this is Manageable Podcast, where we have in-depth conversations with students, faculty, staff, and alumni to give you a comprehensive picture into the life at University of Buffalo School of Management. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Seth Bloom, a first-year MBA student from Buffalo, New York. In our conversation, we talk finance, his unique experience as a 3 plus 2 MBA student, and his new entrepreneurship venture, NetWorthy. Seth, welcome to the show. Good morning, Vish. Thank you for having me. This is a fantastic experience. I'm excited to, you know, to speak with you and, and share my experiences with the School of Management and within the MBA program. Uh, hey, we're, we're, we're grateful to have you. Thanks for making the time. Um, you know, you're the second Buffalo native that we have had on the show this year. Uh, the last time I had someone from Buffalo on the show, I asked them about uh, how they manage the cold. And I feel like I have to ask the same question. How does one manage the Buffalo cold? Um, share your trade secrets, man. Yeah. Um, number one is key. Automatic car starters. That's uh, if, if you're fortunate to have one, uh, that's that's very necessary. There's nothing worse than uh, walking out to your car and sitting there for a few minutes, uh, suffering in the cold, waiting for it to warm up. Uh, so that's one. Uh, drive safer. I mean, the roads are very icy in the winter. Um, right. You really have to become, you know, a different kind of driver, uh, more more alert, drive uh, much slower. Um, and then also, I'd say you have, you have to have a very diverse uh, set of clothes. You know, you need uh, clothes uh, for the winter, for the summer, just living in Buffalo in general. We're, we're very fortunate um, in that we get to kind of experience all four seasons. Um, all but, four seasons in a day. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes in, the, in a day, right? Um, but yeah, uh, to be honest, though, I'm not uh, I'm not a snow person. I, I don't ski, uh, never played hockey growing up. I actually spent all of my winters uh, growing up indoors playing basketball. So I'm not, uh, I guess, maybe the typical Buffalonian. Um, but, you know, it's it's not like I said, it's not all bad. I think we get a worse rep than uh, than deserved. Like I said, you know, this, the winters are bad, but, you know, there's benefits to it. Um, and like I said, if it weren't for the winters, we wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, really, truly appreciate the warmer months. So, right. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think uh, I completely agree that that um, you have to invest in good clothing for sure, um, considering that the weather changes on you so often. Um, investing in some airtight winter survival gear is is absolutely essential. Um, but anyway, let, let's let's jump right into, uh, you know, the, the crux of our conversation here today. Um, let's let's start by discussing the three plus two program. Um, Seth, what is the three plus two program? Yeah, um, it's simply a program where a student spends three years in undergraduate and then two years as an MBA. So at the end of the fifth year in total or the second year of your MBA, you graduate with both degrees. Um, so I am a current first year MBA um, in the three plus two program. So it's it's very unique Um so I almost kind of skipped my senior year in a way. Um, I kind of stopped taking undergrad. I'm in all graduate classes now mm -hmm. and moving forward. Um, and it satisfies both degrees, which is wonderful. Um, so, you know, my, my uh, advice would be, you know, if, if you're a student that you know you want to get an MBA uh, at some point in your life, I think this is the most, most logical way to do it. 
you know, it saves you a year of school, which, you know, saves you time and a lot of money. Uh, for example, I will be graduating, um, you know, as a 23 year old with my MBA. And, you know, I, I believe that will put me ahead of a lot of my peers in terms of career opportunities. Um, and also, you know, at the age of 23, I will be pretty much done with my education. You know, I don't think there's really much more for me to go back to school now that I have my, you know, I will have my MBA. Um, so it's a fantastic, fantastic experience, um, all in all. Yeah, that's that's absolutely a great point, especially uh, uh, considering that you save a year of schooling. Um, and just from a money point of view, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, what's the what's the application process like for the three plus two program? Yeah, so it's uh it's been a while. Uh, so uh, you know, I, I believe it was uh, so when I applied, it was the second semester of my junior year, right right in the beginning. And from uh, from what I recall, I applied probably if not the earliest, like closest to the earliest you, you could possibly apply. Um, so I found out that I was accepted in late February, early March, uh, which was really nice because then I knew kind of like halfway through my semester what my next step was, uh, which really, you know, was really nice knowing that allowed me to kind of plan for the summer. Um, but as far as rounds, there was a, an interview that was more kind of just a conversation, right? They, they got to know you. Um, I believe mine was with Aaron O'Brien. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as the requirements go, um, there's a GPA requirement. And I, you know, don't don't quote me, but I, I believe it would be, you know, around a three to three, five and above uh, to be accepted. And then you have to submit your, your GMAT score. And I was very fortunate uh, to be able to opt out of that. Um, I know if depending on your high school ACT or SAT scores, if they are at a certain level, then you mm -hmm. don't have to take the GMAT. And I was very fortunate because I had a, a very busy semester being in school. I had a very cool internship that semester. And I was I was worried that I was going to have to, you know, throw another huge thing on my plate. Um, so I got very fortunate. But, you know, I have a friend right now that's applying for it that is hopefully going to be in the class of 2024. Mm -hmm. And I know his application deadline, I believe, is June 1st. So I think he's doing it um, probably at the, the latest possible round. Um, so there's, you know, there's a wide uh, timeline of about probably five to six months where you you have the opportunity to apply into the program. Right. Um, and since you already mentioned a few tangible reasons like saving money uh, for why the three plus two program might be a good fit for a lot of students. But what are some of the other reasons um, in terms of, you know, personal development that that you can uh, tell us a bit more about? Yeah, um, so I, I broke it down into three main topics. Um, learning, number one, uh, personal growth, number two, and then just building out your network. Um, and I can kind of go more into depth with that. So as far as learning went, um, you know, I'm just somebody that I, I love learning. And in undergrad, I had a very unique experience. Um, I was a transfer student, uh, so I went to a different university my freshman year. And then when I transferred back, I was pretty much, that's when COVID hit. I had uh, spent one semester and a few weeks on campus um, as an undergrad. So I felt somewhat cheated in my undergrad experience. It was just a different type of college experience that most people had. Mm -hmm. uh, so that really led me to, you know, really wanting to be in the MBA program, knowing that I had an additional two years of education in a more formal setting, you know, within the classroom and within uh, learning topics that I really want to learn. I 
have always been very business minded. Um, and undergrad, you also just you get the business courses, but you also get some of the pathways that UB makes you take and some of the prereqs that aren't you know necessarily directly correlated to the field that you want to study. So that was that was the learning aspect for me. Um, as far as the growth aspect, you know, the, the MBA is, you know, master's in, in business administration, but it's as much as that as it is a master's in leadership. Um, MBAs are really, you know, thrown right into leadership positions. That's, that's why a lot of students who were in the workforce go back to get their MBAs because they want to further their um, careers in leadership positions. Um, there's a lot of really great opportunities that I, I'm sure we'll get into um, as far as like, you know, being able to hold leadership positions and developing your leadership skills. There's courses. Um, I think organizational behaviors was a, was, was a core uh, course in the MBA program for the first years. And that was a fantastic course where you really learned um, kind of, you know, what a good leader in an organization, um, you know, what kind of skills and what kind of um, things that they do. Uh, so, you know, personal growth, I've grown so much in the past year uh, due to many, many things. Uh, specifically, I can, you know, correlate to the MBA program. And then the network. Like I said, right, I, uh, I was a transfer student and then I was pretty much a student on, you know, via Zoom for my entire undergrad. So, you know, you just didn't get to really meet a lot of people. And the MBA program is has a group of students that are amazing. Everyone is very, very friendly and all from very diverse backgrounds. You know, there's there's international students, there's people that have families right now. And then there's people like me who are, you know, you know, 22 years old. And then, it, you know, it just is uh, everyone is from like a different walk of life. And it's very cool to kind of all be in the same space, experiencing the same thing within the School of Management and getting to know and see different people's perspective. Um, and my network has grown so much. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm really fortunate for the opportunities that the School of Management and you know, more specifically the MBA program has, uh, you know, provided to me. Right. Um, those are great insights. I, I want to probe a little bit more um, on, on that. Uh, you know, you were already a business student as an undergrad mm -hmm. um, and you finished your second semester in the MBA program. Can you tell us some of the ways by which the MBA part uh, is different from the undergrad part? Obviously, the COVID impact uh, and the experience of that is one part. But, you know, what are some other ways by which they're different? So the MBA program is definitely more intense. Um, I think part of that is a lot of the courses, well, in your first year as the MBA, you're going to take, I believe, around four courses that are seven-week courses. And just the structure of a seven-week course is very intense. Uh, for example, I know I know we probably took our like midterm in like week two or week three of, of one of our courses this year. Um, and it's just, it's just much more intense. Um, and you know, but at saying that there's also weeks where it's some of the easiest weeks I've ever had in college, there's just nothing really going on. But then there's other weeks where we have two presentations, uh, an exam, a huge project due, and you know, it's a lot, but it's, it's very manageable. Uh, they don't throw, you know, stuff at you that, you know, isn't possible to complete. Um, and then in, in addition to the intensity, there's a lot more leadership opportunities for students in the MBA program. I think that's just based on kind of like the, the close-knit, smaller community. I believe there's ballpark about 90 to 100 students in our uh, MBA class. Um, but there's many clubs that give you opportunities. 
it's kind of also built into the coursework. Like I said, there's projects. Uh, there's a huge project in the first semester called Corporate Champions. And that really, you know, you work with a group of about four to five other students and you work with them throughout the entire semester. And, it you know, at the end, it, it has about, I think it was like a 20 minute presentation. And it's this whole big thing that's very fun, very intense, but it, it truly allows everyone in there to take on different leadership roles and really, you know, have teamwork and collaboration. And that actually leads me to my next point. A lot of projects and assignments in undergrad are individual based. Mm -hmm. You complete them, you know, and, and by yourself and you, you turn them in and that's that. And within the MBA program, almost everything is teamwork based. Um, so it truly allows you to collaborate much more. And, it, you know, it does make assignments easier at the same time, right? You don't have to necessarily complete the entire assignment by yourself. Um, and I think that's, they do that because that's really what the workforce is that's more like the real world you're going to be put on a team you're going to be working with people and you're going to have to take responsibility for you know different tasks or sections of of whatever that is right um so it really prepares you much better to be able to work with uh, many different kinds of people um also develops the soft skills much more um a lot of presentations in the mba program and you know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing i think it depends on the individual um i have always been somebody that I thought was a decent public speaker when right. I got, got to the MBA program questioned that at first, but you know, at, since then, I think I've grown so much as a public speaker due to the uh, opportunities that I've had within the MBA program. Um, so just being more, you know, personable, I think is also a soft skill that I've picked up. Um, yeah. I, I guess the other point that I can touch on really briefly is, is the customizable aspect of it. As an undergrad, and, and granted, I never really experienced my senior year, so I don't, I can't speak to it, uh, you know, 100%, but mm -hmm. I did not really have much freedom within the courses that I picked. And within your first year of the MBA, you you will not. You you have core courses that you need to take. Um, and then within the second semester, you'll have like the option to take one or two electives. But going forward with the second year, it is totally up to you what courses that you want to take and right. what path that you want to follow. Um, so I think that aspect of it differs from undergrad. Right. Um, so, so those are some great ways by which uh, the undergrad and MBA program are different. Um, are there any uh, ways by which the experiences are similar? Um, yeah, I mean, it's still school, right? There's still, you know, you still get the syllabus, you got exams, projects, um, you know, in, in that sense, it's very similar. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar, but very different at the same time. Um, it, it won't be a huge, it was not a huge jump for me. Like it wasn't anything I haven't experienced before. Um, right. But the way that I think the community aspect of the MBA program is is much different than, than right. the red. But as the far classes as- classes are definitely smaller. And um, I think that just adds to the experience of students. Um, and you mentioned that it's it's also highly collaborative. Uh, but yeah, academic focus is is absolutely there. Uh, you do have projects and deliverables, which is very similar to the undergrad experience. For sure, for sure. Um, you you mentioned um, corporate champions, right? And and this is something that's very unique about the uh, UB MBA program that it's highly collaborative. There's a huge amount of focus that's put on teamwork. Um, 
as part of your first semester, you know, you, you were put in teams of three to four students uh, and you were competing with other teams uh, uh, in this big case competition. But other than that, also the team uh, gets to work on a, a key project for pretty much every course that we take. Um, as part of that experience, especially considering that undergrad is more individualistic, right? Um, what did you learn about yourself from working with a team such, uh, you know, for such an intense period of time? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to say I, I was blessed. My team was and is, I'm still with them right now, amazing. We, uh, we've really never had any issues whatsoever. And it's funny because we all come from different backgrounds. Like I said, I'm a 3-2 business student. We have a JD MBA. We have a PharmD MBA. Uh, we have the, I think it's is it ME, the, the engineering MBA. Mm -hmm. All different backgrounds, all different, you know, we, we aren't all from Buffalo. We all are different ages. So it's it was very unique um, at first. But we just blended very well together. We worked amazing together. Um, I guess the thing that I learned the most is I'm a very uh, like type A personality. Um, so I, I tend to uh, take the lead. And a lot of people in my team aren't necessarily that type of personality. At least at first they weren't. Um, so what I learned about myself, um, I guess at first was, um, like I said, we, we were very, you know, we were very well together. There was no conflict whatsoever, but I found myself taking, you know, the lead more so. Um, and I think maybe not allowing people, not like it wasn't necessarily that I was not allowing people, but I think just the way that we were conducting our meetings, people mm -hmm. weren't necessarily um, sharing, you know, living up to their, their potential. Um, and whether that was because of me or whatever, I don't know. Um, but I kind of realized that and I kind of took a step back and I allowed, um, I encouraged my team members to take more of a leadership position. And that was the best thing that could have happened to our, our group because then more people in the group took more initiative and we just, we, we succeeded much more because of that. So I guess what I learned about myself was you know what it what it truly means to to be a leader in the team and it's not necessarily being the person that that takes charge all the time um but it's more you know the person that can um kind of orchestrate you know in the back kind mm -hmm. of and, and have individuals play to their strengths uh the best so that's kind of what i learned about um myself i guess within working within the team right and that's such a great lesson to learn so early in your life also um that leadership isn't just about you know being a taskmaster, uh, it, it's about um, creating an environment where team members feel empowered to uh, use their skills to achieve results. Um, that's a great insight. Thanks for sharing that, Seth. Um, academics are clearly an important aspect of the MBA. Uh, a lot of students come here because they don't have the the fundamental business background. Uh, you mentioned farm the MBAs and and. Uh, um, MD MBAs. These are not necessarily people with a with a, a business background. Um, so, so focusing on academics, what were some of your favorite classes uh, so far? You know, having completed almost completed your first year. Um, yeah, I think the the first class that we took in your first year of the MBA, uh, organizational behaviors with Tim Maines. That was one of my favorite classes because. I, I enjoy kind of the, the technical business stuff, right? The, the, the stats courses, your finance courses, all that. But I, I truly like really like fell in love with like the psychology of business and that kind of stuff and the behavioral aspects of it. 
Uh, also, uh, talking about learning more about yourself within the program, they make you take the MBTI, Myers-Briggs personality test, along with the DISC assessment. And that was, that like fascinated me. I learned so much more about myself from that. Um, and then, like I said, I'm somebody that loves learning. So I kind of took that even a step further, watched uh, many, many YouTube videos on my personality type, learned a lot more about myself. Uh, and I thought, I think that was very valuable and, it, and it's very interesting. And, and Tim's also just a, a great guy that makes the class uh, fun and interesting. So that was one of my, my favorites. Um, entrepreneurship is also a course that you take in the first semester. I'm uh, you know, an entrepreneur myself, so I found that very fun. But it, it just takes a step further. It's also not really on the technical side of things. It's they do uh, like life design stuff, and it it really helps um, students kind of change. You know, it gives them the opportunity to change their mindset, and it allows. There's a so the course at the end of it, you work with the group, another collaborative aspect of the, the MBA program, and mm-hmm. you create a business plan, a pitch, kind of like Shark Tank, right? Uh, so it also helped you with the public speaking and it allowed everyone to kind of pitch to the rest of the course and the professor. And then I think the course that I like a lot in the second half uh, in the second semester is strategy. Um, and I think the reason for that is, I know, I think it's kind of more of the, the entrepreneur in me loves learning about, you know, different entity types and, and taxes. And, 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 you know, he, uh, Scott, also great great uh, professor. Um, hopefully he's still teaching that next semester. Um, he helped me with my first LLC with the operating agreement and just kind of learning how to operate a business and, and the strategy behind it. I, I find all that very fascinating. Um, however, you know, and staying, you know, those were my favorite classes. I didn't really have a class that I strongly disliked. I mean, they do a fantastic job at really, um, you know, really developing out the, uh, the courses and the curriculum. For the first year. Well, you mentioned that you're an entrepreneur. Now, I know that you recently competed in the Henry A. Panashi Jr. Technology Entrepreneurship Competition with your own business venture uh, called Networthy. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your company. Yeah, so I uh, just passed this past month in April. I com- com- competed in uh, the finals for Panashi. Um, so yeah, Networthy is an ed tech company. That provides college students the confidence to make smart financial decisions that align with their life goals. And we do so by providing students a personalized blueprint for financial success in a very gamified personal finance way. Um, so it was a fantastic experience. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty early out uh, in, the, in the process. So I started in, in winter break. I was uh, all, all last semester, so I'm, I'm very entrepreneurial, but being in the MBA program, uh, they strongly promote you to get an internship. So I was applying to internships throughout the entire fall semester. And it was, it's a very long, I found it to be a very long and annoying process. Winter break came and I took a break from it. And I it was actually, I'm very in, into personal finance. It's Part of the reason I actually transferred to universities, I was at an out-of-state university, and I um, realized the, the financial you know, mistake that I was making and the impact that it was going to have on my life in the long term, and I decided to transfer back home to Buffalo uh, to you know, drastically reduce my, my student loan debt. Um, but anyway, to take it back, right? So I took a break from applying to internships in, the, in, the, in winter break, 
And I went on a trip with some of my friends. And on this trip, we, uh, I don't know why, but we just got really into playing Monopoly. And we were talking about how, you know, how cool it would be if there was like a stock market component within Monopoly. And I'm also somebody that's interested in real estate investing. And I was talking to one of my buddies about, you know, what kind of like my, my idea of the future and, and how I'm going to invest in real estate. And he wasn't truly getting it. And then I explained it to him in terms of Monopoly and right. clicked for him. And I realized there, there's something there. There's, there's uh, people learn through games much easier than they do just through, you know, lectures and, and conversations. Wow. Uh, so I, I, I started thinking more and more about it. And I kind of that's that's kind of where I developed that worthy. And, and to go even further, it's kind of a it's more of a choose your own adventure throughout life. Uh, think about it like the game of life. Um, and every decision you make directly impacts your net worth. And the whole idea is that you're, you know, having the students limitless, giving the students limitless attempts at the, the simulation at the video game gives them the opportunity to trial various financial strategies risk free until they are, you know, they find the right mix of strategies that they're confident into implementing into their own lives. Uh, so very early on, I pretty much came up with the concept in January and I dove headfirst into it. I started, I went straight to Blackstone Launchpad, which I, I'm sure we're going to be talking about later on in the podcast. Um, and their resources were amazing, connected me with a lot of wonderful people. The Panache competition is actually um, a school of management competition, but it is sponsored and ran by Blackstone Launchpad. So that gave me the direct uh, outlet to compete in there. And yeah, it was just a fantastic experience. Um, there were about, I think, 30 or 40 student entrepreneurs that applied and you know every every round that you go further you know it cuts it in half and half and i ended up making it to the top five and competing against companies that have been around for like two plus years so it was a, definitely a, a fantastic experience for sure and to give uh, the viewers a little insight panashi is pretty much a shark tank competition right. um you know so um so, so let's talk a little bit more about the, the competition and the experience of competing. You mentioned there were 30 plus entrepreneurs with their business ideas at various stages. You had just started your business and your, your idea was very, very fresh. Um, and, and, and I know that you made it all the way to the final round and even won the audience choice award, correct? Correct. Yes. I, uh, I ended up walking away with $1,000, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, but this is the biggest competition that UB has uh, for student entrepreneurs. So first place receives $25,000 in seed capital and $30,000 in in-kind services. So professional coaching, legal services, accounting services, really everything that you need to really kind of take the next step in your business. Um, mm -hmm. And then second place gets $10,000. And then this year they they added this new award in, which is the audience choice award, which I was uh, again very grateful to receive a thousand dollars from. Um, but yeah, the process was the most rigorous and intense experience of my life. Um, it really was the my main priority for the, the entire process was about ten weeks long, um, so it really took up all my time. The main application was also intense. It was about 20 questions, uh, like essay questions and uh, stuff about your business, about you, you know, why you, uh, you know, you're a good fit for this competition where, you know, kind of understanding the competition more. Um, mm -hmm. And the entire 
well, I guess they judges volunteer to, to come and help judge. And these are, you know, different professionals within Buffalo or previously successful entrepreneurs that have done similar startups that are just trying to give back to the community. So there are four total rounds of pitches. The first one was just a quick two minute pitch. The second round was a five minute pitch. The third one was a 10 minute pitch with a ton of materials you have to submit in addition to it. Um, There was a, oh, I forgot what it was, but yeah, anyway. And then the finals was a 10 minute pitch live in front of uh, all these judges and then 30 minutes of Q&A, which was, again, very intense, but it was a great opportunity. I got to network with Q&A, huh? Yeah, it was it was 10 minutes of official Q&A, like with you up there. And then it was 20 minutes of networking, which is pretty much the judges just asking all their questions that they didn't get a chance to fit in within the 10 minutes. But it was amazing. I was uh, in addition to just the judges that they have who were the decision makers of the competition. Um, they, uh, Blackstone Launchpad also was able to invite the uh, angel investors of Western New York. So I got to network with a lot of, you know, the, some, some very wealthy investors that live in Buffalo that are, you know, their main mission is to help um, grow and drive the economic development of Buffalo. So answering some of their questions, networking with them, but also just understanding their point of view on, on where Buffalo currently is and, and what Buffalo needs to grow even more in the startup community was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now that the competition is over, um, what's next for NetWorthy? Yeah, so um, this summer I am in uh, SUNY Startup School, which is a SUNY program for student entrepreneurs. Um, so that's going to be uh, a very fun experience. Um, it's very more hands-off. I think, you know, they meet once a week and then it's very more self-directed. Um, like I said, just get connected more into the Buffalo community. Um, me as myself you know, as an individual, but also as the founder of NetWorthy, um, hopefully kind of get to meet with people um, and, and, you know, really start to, to build out the game. Um, as of right now, I, I you know, it's, it's, I'm the, the full, I'm the only, the sole full-time team member. I do have a great advising board and, and a few uh, individuals that are, you know, unfortunately working full-time jobs, but are, you know, willing to put in a few hours a day here and there to help me. Um, but I, I really need to go out and find that full-time technical co-founder. Um, and, you know, Panashi was great for all the reasons that I said, but because I was so new, it, it really caused me to grow in like an, an unnatural way. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of, the way I look at it is like, I was at step one and I skipped step two and I went straight to step three. And I really, I got great validation and I, I understand the, the business aspect of it, but now I have to, you know, go back and, and build the product, right? Right. So that's that's my uh, that's my main goal for for the summer is to to build the product and and hopefully uh, I have uh, I've spoken with a few uh, professors at UB and there's this uh, computer science professor it's actually a very cool course so he has a he teaches a graduate course for computer science students and what they do is that they teach or instead of teaching they build the entire semester so they have local entrepreneurs come in pitch their ideas to these students. These students build teams uh, and then their teams go on and just build the entire product. So my goal is to get um, get it kind of prepared enough to hand off to them for the fall semester. And then hopefully uh, by the end of the fall semester, going to winter break, I'll have a, a fully functioning MVP. Right. And, and chances are that this podcast, by the time it, it goes live uh, much later in the year, 
we we might already have a, a functioning product. We would have a website, um, and and I'm sure you'd be sharing some coordinates with us at the end of this podcast for for how students can keep in touch with you. Well, <clears throat> I have to say that 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 I'm very impressed with everything that you've achieved in such a such a short time uh, in the MBA program. Um, you know, diversity of of opinion is one thing, but diversity of ambition is also something that that the UB uh, cohort uh, has. Uh, there are people who want to start their own businesses. There are people who are looking for consulting projects. There are people who are going to be dual degrees, MD, MBAs, PharmD, MBAs, many different types of tracks for life. Um, and I think that's a very unique aspect about um, the, the UB MBA program. Now, for budding entrepreneurs who are listening to this uh, conversation, why is the UB MBA program a great place to give their ideas wings? The connections. Like you said, there's so many people in the program that are very ambitious, that you know are, are hungry for new experiences. And the connections that you can make within just the, the students are amazing. And to go even further into that, Having UB MBA attached to your name in Buffalo, at least in my experience, has truly allowed me to have conversations with anyone in the UB community and outside of the UB community. Um, you know, being a student in general allows you to have conversations with professionals that, you know, otherwise they wouldn't be willing to take because they want to give back. They want to help students learn more and, and grow, right? And then having that UB MBA is even more so an opportunity. Um, as far as resources within UB, uh, the School of Management is great and they'll help you, you know, point you in the right direction. But I really want to, you know, promote Blackstone Launchpad a little bit here too. They're 100% the best place for entrepreneurs on campus. I was very fortunate as an undergrad to actually be on the other side of them and, and work with them. I was a student assistant and an intern for them. And I was able to kind of see how they facilitate their programs to help student entrepreneurs. And then I've also been on the other side by being that student entrepreneur, being supported by Blackstone Launchpad. So Blackstone Launchpad is, it's located at, uh, on the second floor of Student Union. Wonderful community, like doors always open, just walk in. Um, you don't even need an idea. Like if you just like, it's funny, I was just talking, they have venture coaches, which are, you know, successful entrepreneurs that, you know, help for free, just talk to you, give you advice, help you coach. And I was talking to one and she's like, yeah, you don't even need an idea. If you just want to go in and be like, yeah, I enjoy business. I want to be a millionaire. Let's talk. And they just have a conversation with you. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful um, organization. They put on monthly networking events, um, pitch, pitching events, you know, just anything to help uh, very, you know, innovative um, projects and stuff. So wonderful place. I strongly recommend um, checking them out for sure. Right. Um, getting involved um, with Blackstone Launchpad in any capacity is, is certainly a great way to start your entrepreneurship journey uh, at UB. What, what other advice uh, do you have just based on your experiences for budding entrepreneurs out there? Follow your passions. And I know that's, you know, kind of a very simple uh concept but you know i think uh at least the way i look at things and you know i may be wrong but we we live in a you know capitalistic society and i think anything and everything is and can be a business um and you know 
if you are somebody that wants to start your own business for whatever reason that may be, um, you know, find the reason, right. And, and stick with it. Um, but you know, it's not for everyone, you know, it's, it's a very hot thing right now to be an entrepreneur. Um, but you have to understand that it's not easy. Um, the sac sacrifices are very much needed. You need to be very resilient. You need to be passionate about what you do. And it's a, it's an emo emotional roller coaster. but if you are passionate and you have all those, it's 100% worth it if you do succeed. Um, so I would say follow your passion. And with that, you'll be able to put in the work and, you know, the money, the success, whatever the reason that you want to be an entrepreneur will, will come. The freedom, whatever that may be. Uh, the one lesson that I've, I've really learned and I kind of, it's almost like a mantra for me is, you know, you either succeed, you either succeed or you learn, but you never fail. And if you take that mindset, I think throughout your entrepreneurial journey, you'll, uh, you know, you, you, you will see everything as an opportunity to either succeed or learn, but failure is, is never an option. Well, Seth, this has been a great conversation and um, I can speak for myself. I've learned a lot, not just about the UBA MBA program, but about your exceptional idea um, and entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurial drive. Um, for our listeners who want to connect with you, learn from you, or just follow your journey or follow the journey of NetWorthy, um, what are your coordinates? How can they be in touch? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, just search my name, Seth Blum. Uh, email, you can email me at siblum at buffalo.edu. I'm also on campus. So for anyone listening, um, either in the MBA program or just a school of management student, I'm always there. You can introduce yourself, say hi, happy to, to talk. Um, if you're interested in keeping up with NetWorthy, you can follow us on LinkedIn, also just NetWorthy. Um, and also, I guess a little, a little shameless plug, I have another venture, um, Buffalo Bar and Sports League. So uh, we run uh, you know, recreational softball and basketball leagues, along with some other social events uh, throughout the summer for college students. So if you're looking for uh, you know, some fun this summer or you're bored and you want to, you know, be active and, and get outside with a group of your friends, you can follow us on Instagram. It's a Buffalo Bar and Sports League there and then or on our website, Buffalo Bar and Sports League. So, yeah, that's uh, Vish. This has been fantastic. Great. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. This has been a delight. Of course. I appreciate the opportunity. Great to have you. Thank you for listening to Manageable Podcast produced by the Office of Strategic Marketing and Enrollment Management, University at Buffalo. For more information on our programs and offerings, visit management.buffalo.edu. If you would like to be featured on the podcast or you would like to share comments and suggestions, please write to us at kopalak2 at buffalo.edu. That's G-O-P-A-L-A-K-2 at buffalo.edu. Thank you, and we will see you in the next one.